Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three of our Who's We Are podcast. In this episode, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> How am I looking at you? I don't know. I just I was close. Monica, please. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Are you having stage fright? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Um, You're not going to start over? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, ugh, do I want to start a whole new thing? I was just going to start over and it's recording. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three of our podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about sex and Christianity. So let's pray. And Father God, we just want to say thank you so much, Lord God. We thank you that where two or more are gathered, you're here in the midst. We just ask that you speak through us, Lord God, that you use us as your vessels, Father, to be authentic, to be truthful, Lord God. And to really speak to your people, Father, and to place, to share the things that you have placed on our hearts to share with others and just share these candid conversations that we often have with ourselves, with everyone, because we know that these are things that other people are also struggling with. Other people are also want insight on or just want to hear different perspectives that are out there, but that are in relation to your word and cultivating a relationship with you lord so we just ask that as we talk today as we talk about this topic and every other topic that we do as well that you just speak through us and you allow us to be honest and vulnerable in jesus name we pray amen 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 okay um Okay, so we're going to start with saying, like, our experiences with sex and Christianity. So what do you feel, like, was your experience growing up? Like, how was, like, sex and Christianity discussed? Um, I think it was definitely high pressure and high expectations of just, um, just like, okay, this is the right way to have a relationship with sex which is marriage Mm -hmm. and if you don't you're kind of doomed but I thought it would be fun to start this episode by asking you a question a question that when I first met you how do you feel oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so when I first met Monica, mm-hmm. I asked her, how do you feel about sex as a Christian? And how has your answer changed today? Okay, so when you asked me, I was like, I don't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that kind of has to do with, um, like, growing up, like, sex was just not discussed at all. So I didn't even really, like, I would hear people say like or I know that people would say like oh you know you're supposed to wait until marriage and like that's a kingdom principle and like that's in the bible and things like that but because it wasn't something that was actually being discussed I just 
took it as one of those things like people interpret the Bible or have different things that they do or don't do. Like in the same way, like there's some branches of Christianity that they like certain things that people do. They don't wear jewelry or they don't like whatever it is. So I just like kind of was like, especially it's like a lot of times people pick and choose like what they want to like bear as their cross of like this is this thing so like for example i stopped cursing after um a certain amount of time because i was just like you know what like it was kind of a personal revelation but it was one of those things i just felt like okay with sex it's like that's everybody's personal revelation like god is telling you not to have sex like that just does not apply to me kind of thing but i was definitely humbled this year of just like yeah this is not something that god wants me like you know he wants me to wait until marriage and i think if sex was discussed more in the church in a way that was more like honest and freeing it would help to kind of it would have helped me to come to that revelation a little bit sooner. It's like one of those things that's either a taboo, so it's not discussed at all, or it's like discussed to the extreme of like, you know, you're not supposed to have sex, you're supposed to wait until marriage. And so for me, it was the latter. Like, it was just not discussed. So it was, I was free, quote unquote, to interpret it however I wanted to interpret it. it. And obviously, like, as a child and growing adult or young adult, I'm going to interpret it in a way that, is most beneficial to me. And so I was just like, we have grace. Mm. And I didn't even think of it as we had grace. Like, it's not even one of those things I really registered like, oh, like, this is one of those, like, really bad sins. Like, it was just like, it's just so normalized that people I know are Christians and also having sex that I was just like, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely, like, I can, that's understandable. I feel like I had the opposite upbringing where Mm -hmm. sex was definitely discussed in church a lot. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of um, youth ministry meetings where Mm -hmm. we would discuss, you know, sex. They would like tell us we can ask questions. Mm -hmm. Um, They would just have people speak to us about their experiences. And to a certain point, I think it was more open than Mm -hmm. people traditionally have in church. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, some of the messages were a little bit damaging and mm-hmm. even as a young girl like I realized that I didn't like the way they talked about sex and I didn't like how sex was viewed mm-hmm. so it kind of pushed me towards wanting to just like I wanted to be obedient but in the back of my mind I was like mm, like just being a free thinker just feeling like yeah like I feel like the way they're talking about it I don't like it mm-hmm. and I kind of want to be the odd one out mm. and like prove it wrong so mm. I'll never forget this imagery that they did where they took two pieces of construction paper, they glued it together, and then they're like, okay, let's try to take it apart now. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously, you know, like, they were pieces. They were like, Mm -hmm. you know, she actually kind of pulled it apart pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) But there were still, like, pieces of, like, each construction. Mm -hmm. And she's like, this is an example of what happens to you when you have sex. and like there are pieces of the person on Mm -hmm. you which is like yeah like that's a good like a good kind of way to just talk about soul ties and Mm -hmm. how that kind of experiences where you take on a lot of the things that the person you're laying with has Mm -hmm. but I felt like it was also a message of like 
you were once kind of pure and imperfection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now that you've had sex, you are not in this purity or this perfection. Mm-hmm. But it kind of paints a picture of like sex damages you mm. and that uh your worth is diminished by right. how many times you have sex and mm-hmm. that's a rhetoric that we keep on repeating mm-hmm. um in the christian community and i feel like that is very damaging because even as a young girl it's like you know my mother would tell me like oh if you want your husband to respect you if you want your husband Oof. to honor you mm-hmm. then you have to save this thing for him and even my mom was like extreme to the point of like you're doing this for me too like this is <laughs> a continuation of my legacy like oh i waited to marriage and you will also wait till marriage Mm-mm. and a part of me was like i wanted to reclaim like my own sense of like power like of just being like this isn't for anyone. This is for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wish that it was talked about in a way of, like, if you are choosing to abstain or be celibate, you are being, one, obedient to God, like mm-hmm. any other commandment. Mm-hmm. But you're also just respecting your body mm-hmm. and respecting, you know, who you want to allow into that experience with you. Mm-hmm. Not a question of your worth, of your purity, of, mm-hmm. like, who you are. Like, the only thing that purifies you is something that comes with the blood of Jesus. Right. You know, that is what, at the end of the day, purifies a person. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, yes, there's a lot of uh, rhetoric around, like, virginity in the Bible. And I think it does symbolize a lot of things in Christianity, but I don't think it symbolizes worth. Mm. And I think, like, that's a message that, as Christians now, we have to be careful mm-hmm. about, you know, and even, like, we do it in popular culture of, like, mm-hmm. body count thing, mm-hmm. like, it's a thing of, like, Lil Dirk, and he <laughs> said that, like, he, uh, the reason why they made him want to propose to India was because of her low body count. Oh, my God. It's just, like, Sinkless. you know, and that thing of, like, human beings are not, like, this thing of, like, okay, the, the, the more it's used, the less it's worth you know and Mm -hmm. like you are created by god you're his own creation you're like a diamond like Mm -hmm. a diamond doesn't lose its value just because it had different owners right it's still i mean not you know that's interesting (laughs) way to put it but yeah Yeah, like that's how i feel yeah so Um, that's like my experience with christianity and like well the church mm -hmm. and like it in a corporal way was talked about Mm -hmm. and i think that kind of gave me a negative mindset um but i was asked like how do you think if you could go back in time and speak to a young monica grace and Mm -hmm. say like okay, this is how I want to talk to you about sex and and in relationship with your spirituality and your walk with God. How do you think you would want that message, like, said to you? I feel like it would have to even just start by, like, God is love. Like, even just, like, that Mm. underlying thing of, like, okay, like, because you love yourself and you love your body and, you know, because of who God is and how, like, you know, we are his children and we're made in his image and all of those things like that's why you want to obey the things that god has asked you to do that already like that foundation would be a little bit different because like even when you were talking it made me realize like for me i kind of always felt like i wasn't pure enough already like even before i had sex before all of those things like i just felt like you know i'm already doomed to messing up and so for me it was just like okay so I'm gonna do this thing anyway like I'm gonna try in the areas that I feel like I am able to 
be pleasing to God, but in the other areas that I feel like this is not realistic for me, that I'm just going to just like just like do what I want to do, kind of. And like that concept of like obedience, because I was always like, I was never really like a rebellious child or anything like that. So I was already like so obedient in like everyday life. So even to your point of like wanting to take back control, like that was one of those things of like, okay, like, you know, this is something that's going to be pleasing for me. And so I'm just going to do what is pleasing for me. But if you felt really taught, like, okay, these things, this thing is good. Like sex is not this thing that's inherently bad. It's a good thing. But under these parameters, because of X, Y, and Z, like all of that, I think would have made it better and would have allowed me to really understand why people are doing this and then on top of that to even hear that like yeah people are waiting until marriage like for me in my head I was just like yeah this is a thing that nobody like I, I, I didn't know that people have successfully done this in like everyday life you know like it, it just wasn't discussed so for me it's just like okay everybody you know is excusing themselves for this sin so why should i have to be obedient to it you know as opposed to like even if it was somebody that didn't necessarily wait until marriage but understood like okay i now looking back i would have waited because of x y and z all of these things like for me with my children that's kind of the lens that i'm going to approach it more so like okay this is why it's beneficial. Like, I genuinely didn't even see the benefit of waiting until marriage. Until, like, literally watching all these preachings, reading the Bible for myself, all of these things now. And it's like, the. I mean, I also, yeah, yeah, I think it just would have been so much more helpful to know being younger like okay why this is important and it not being tied to like you said my value but more so um like being loved by god Mm. yeah no honestly i love that i think that you can really empower yourself by having that you know self-love or just knowing that god loves you mm-hmm. and you ha- you're stable in that mm-hmm. identity it kind of even like if if we had that message as younger women mm-hmm. it would give us more of a better mind of like okay i'm not gonna accept being treated like this mm-hmm. because you know i know that this is not the foundation of what i deserve because mm-hmm. you know i am worth this and mm-hmm. you know god loves me and god wouldn't want this for me and mm-hmm. all this stuff so like yeah, like, I definitely agree with, like, having that foundation of just, like, give, instilling, like, a high self-esteem mm-hmm. and messages that promote that mm-hmm. and then building on top from mm-hmm. there about sex. Like, yeah. that is so important because a lot of things where we see, like, sexual dysfunction, a lot of it does boil down to, like, that self-identity and, mm-hmm. like, you know, the self-esteem issues and whatever mm-hmm. the case is. But, like, something interesting that you talked about is you know, seeing other Christians and feeling like, oh, you know, everyone's just doing this thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think, like, I experienced both sides Mm -hmm. where, like, because Christianity was also, like, intertwined with culture for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And coming from um, an African, like, immigrant background and a strong, closely knit church of Mm -hmm. also having, being African, Mm -hmm. it was already in our culture to just kind of um, have a, So, like I was saying, mm-hmm. 
Christianity culture intertwined in that Nigerian culture definitely praises virginity mm-hmm. and waiting until marriage. So I did actually see a lot of people that claimed. I mean, I don't know the <laughs> real like, but I do believe that some couples genuinely like waited. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was even a part of the wedding. I'd be like, yeah, they waited. You know, so oh it was gosh. definitely like I seen people that did do that. Then I seen like in the outside world like meeting other Christians that weren't Nigerian, weren't like in other Christian communities, and it being like this is just a thing like sex is just another thing that we kind of just like compartmentalize another box mm-hmm. and then our Christianity is another box you mm-hmm. know and that they're, they're separated and mm-hmm. so like it was okay to be a Christian and date and still like you know have premarital sex and mm-hmm. all of that and I always felt like it was very interesting mm-hmm. to me and I always wanted to know like more like when I would see someone or like you see that someone's a Christian, I would definitely, like, ask them about that experience, and I think that there's a part of it because of the message of, like, it being, like, damaging, and also, like, sex just being something that is very, I don't know how to explain it, but it's something that it becomes habitual, it can mm-hmm. become habitual, mm-hmm. and, you know, instead of just, like, feeling like you can you can redeem yourself from a situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I think with Christianity, we're just taught that it's like either you waited and or you, you didn't, mm-hmm. and then if you didn't wait, like you might as well just continue on in sin and, mm-hmm. or continue on doing this thing. Mm-hmm. So that was also to me something that I didn't like as well mm-hmm. um, concerning sex and Christianity was that okay, like now that you have had sex or you weren't mm-hmm. able to wait, whatever the situation, what now? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a lot of like redemption messages Mm, there weren't a lot of things it was just like solely based for like the people who've waited we want you to keep on waiting and keep like but it was like okay like now what now Mm -hmm. like what now like like the woman that did the two pieces of paper it's like okay if i want to heal from the situation and become whole again and not have soul ties and i Mm want to go on a journey of celibacy Mm -hmm. and abstinence how do i do that right and there weren't enough of those kind of messages so it's Mm -hmm. just like you know you kind of just had to accept that okay well i fell off the wayside and this is just gonna be my life now like Mm -hmm. i'm a christian but you know I do all these other things, and I pick and choose, and mm-hmm. you know we do. We are the pick and choose generation of Christianity, right. Right. you know. So it was just like deemed as okay. So mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I would have loved, like I wanted that redemption message, mm-hmm. and I wanted to then be like that thing of being like, oh, you know, if I have sex, like for me, that would be a showcasing of like you know just because you did a mistake like you don't have to stay in that Mm -hmm. um situation Mm -hmm. you know but practically speaking those things weren't talked about Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah no that's really that's really good and I think for me it's so interesting because we literally have the opposite experience for these things like I didn't grow up in, like, a immigrant African church, even though, like, I'm Congolese and I immigrated from the Congo to here. So it's so interesting that, like, I didn't really see, like, how detrimental it is, like, when you connect, like, culture and, like, your Christianity in terms of, like, specifically sex. Like, I start with other things, but with sex, it was just, like, so taboo. So 
so I really didn't see that. But I think even to your point about the re- redemption thing, like, that would have been helpful to know as well, you know? Like, that whole habitual sin or just like, okay, you fell off, so, like, it is what it is now. I think a lot of what I felt growing up with Christianity was one of those things of, like, once you mess up, it's like, that's it. Even though they did preach grace at the same time, it was never like grace was attached to your actual sins that you're doing and what those things are, you know? So to even hear like somebody's like testimony or a story of like, okay, you know, I did this thing, but now I wanted to live different or even why I decided to have sex and now I'm choosing not to have sex anymore or whatever the case is, you know? Like, that wasn't really discussed or talked about. So, it is very... It's so easy to just get into that thing of, like you said, okay, you know, I'm... Like, I'm... I was the opposite of you in the sense of, like, okay, you're like, you know, I messed up, but I can still, you know, be a Christian. For me, it was like, okay, I messed up, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna ride this thing through. Like, see you to the end kind of thing, which is not good, you know? And that's not the gospel. Like, literally... In the Bible, it's like a righteous man falls seven times and gets up eight. It's, it's, it doesn't say that we're not going to fall. It's like that process of like coming back and coming back and wanting to try in that effort. And I think with sex, like the most important thing too is the fact that people are choosing, you know? Like when you feel like you're waiting until marriage, but it's not your choice that you're making, that's also how it becomes just so easy to be susceptible to all of these things because it's not really something that you in your heart want to do, you know? So like, how do you think that now we... Like, what would the messaging be in a better way now to also help people that previously had sex and now they don't want to have sex anymore or people that have had sex but they don't necessarily see the benefits of like waiting until marriage or trying to like be different now like what would you say to those people to kind of like get them to see why it's a valuable choice to make for yourself I mean I think that um we have to start with vulnerability in the church Mm. And I think there is strength in everyone kind of being honest and open with where they're at and Mm -hmm. their own life experiences because Mm -hmm. it's the same people telling you, you know, you should do this X, Y, and Z, but they're speaking from a place of their own experience. Mm -hmm. And instead of kind of coming from a place of saying, like, I've experienced this Mm -hmm. and this is what happened, Mm -hmm. you know, it's more so condemning kind Mm -hmm. of spirit and but I've seen it both ways and I definitely benefited from messages from people that were honest Mm -hmm. and I think those were the most powerful messages and Mm -hmm. those were the messages that reaffirmed to me in times where I felt like okay I don't know if I can do this thing or whatever it was messages from people that were like you know this I had a lifestyle of x y and z no matter what it was sin or other things sex Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. um but you know god was speaking to me god worked on me and this Mm -hmm. is you know kind of how i found my way back Mm -hmm. and i think you know making sex a multifaceted thing Mm. because sex isn't just for sin sex isn't just for this thing that is just bad 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 like i think it's like we need to educate ourselves and like 
just be open-minded and talking about sex and saying like sex is a multifaceted thing it's beautiful Mm -hmm. there are so many parts of why sex is so important Mm -hmm. in you know just us as human beings and Mm -hmm. like even in the bible like i feel like song of solomon is dedicated to that intimacy between Mm -hmm. a woman and a man Mm -hmm. you know but that's not talked about as much in church you know (laughs) so it's like you know i think it's just even starting with that thing of like speaking in sex in different people's stories and different Mm -hmm. people's perspectives and Mm -hmm. letting it be multifaceted in that way so people don't come in a place of shame Mm -hmm. and people feel like oh like i can always you know be open and come back from that Mm -hmm. and like i think it's so important uh for people to be like yo if you're struggling with sex premarital sex please come talk to us Mm -hmm. you know if you're struggling with this thing Mm -hmm. you know there are ways that you have to do things and like that could help you be better at Mm -hmm. it or you know maybe you know this thing of you having premarital sex actually stems from other issues spiritually that you could be having. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's talk about that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times we talk about, like, the sin itself, but we don't talk about the, the scars and the things that cause mm-hmm. those things. And it's like if we would have a conversation looking at things from a holistic perspective mm-hmm. and not being scared and mm-hmm. to be towing around certain things then people can feel more comfortable people can feel more open and people don't feel like you know they have to live a double life Mm -hmm. or they you know um have to be like ashamed of themselves Mm -hmm. for certain things or for like you know whatever it is what it is it's done Mm -hmm. and it's like no like god's never finished with you like he's always perfecting you Mm -hmm. every single day and people don't even talk about how like you can have issues with sex and, like, you can get married and still have issues with sex. Right. You know, and it could be the fact that, you know, you were taught that sex was bad. Mm-hmm. And then once you get married, you don't want to have sex, mm-hmm. you know, or it could be something else, you mm-hmm. know. So it's like, if we were just to holistically just, like, break it down and talk about different things that have to do with sex, mm-hmm. then I think, like just being not scared Mm -hmm. of like being real Mm -hmm. in church i think that is the plague Mm -hmm. of christianity is just like the self-righteous cloak that everyone wants to put on but if we could do that then i think yo like people would be definitely people would be delivered quick quicker and be more open with talking about themselves and their situations there's so many people that are right next to us that have stories that if we knew we would be blown away Mm -hmm. but they're suffering in silence Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's really sad but you know i see glimmers of hope for like our generation to kind of like talk more about these things and be open with them Mm -hmm. you know um but i would say like since you said that you know, watching different messages kind of highlighted for you. Like, okay, maybe God wants me to walk in this way. Mm-hmm. What are, like, some of the, you know, kind of themes from those messages that kind of pointed you towards a direction of being like, okay, um, my views on sex are now changing? That's a good question. Um, I don't even think it was necessarily one specific like message or like preaching like I can't even pinpoint like one moment where it happened it was more so like residually like okay re-examining like okay what are the th- the things that I'm doing or you know different parts of myself that God still can work on in me 
in the sense of like, okay, I've been functioning in like, I used to always joke like with my therapist and stuff like, yeah, I'm a highly functioning dysfunctional, but it's like, okay, God wants me to be a fully functioning person, period. (laughs) Not like, you know, so it's like, okay, what are those parts of dysfunction that are like functioning that I thought were, you know, it's like, oh, it's okay because I'm still functioning as a regular person. And I think it was, it was really in looking at, like you said, the root of like, what is, because for me, I I didn't necessarily have like, like I wasn't out here having sex a lot. Like that was not my thing, but I had a very unhealthy relationship with sex in general. And so it was really looking at like the root of that and like why that is and like, okay, what are the scars behind those things? And then once I realized like, oh, this thing is way bigger than me or I can't even, it's way bigger than even this action of like, you know, having sex or whatever it is. Like it was beyond even sin. Like I really started to understand like the impact that like not healing scars had on what I was doing. And so, because of that, then, and I was still reluctant, like, it's like, you know, you get to Revelation here, like, oh my God, like, I'm not trying to do this. Like, I'm really not trying to do this. I'm really not trying to do this. But it was like, no, like, you have so much healing to do, and we need to focus on the things that you have to heal, as opposed to, like, you know, sex is so... Like, I think now it has, like, people see it as, like, oh, you know, it's just, like, physical and, like, it's very transactional in this society. But it's not. Like, it's so much bigger than that in the sense of, like, intimacy, connection, all of those things. Like, even one of the revelations that I had was, like, you know, I have an issue with, well, I have an issue with vulnerability, but it's also an issue with intimacy as well. And how, like, okay, you can easily... When you're a person like that, you can easily use sex to supplement, like, instead of being actually vulnerable and, like, you know, real and authentic about your feelings, things that bother you, all of, like, these hard conversations, it's like, okay, you can just use this thing to supplement not having to do the hard work, right? But, like, if you want to be in a healthy relationship, if you want to be just, like, a you know, whole as an individual, like, you can't run away from those things, you know, so until it's like, until I deal with my issue of vulnerability, intimacy, all of these, like, other traumas and all of that stuff, then why am I skipping to sex, you know, and I think, like I said, because we're in this generation of, like, sex is very transactional and people just see it as, like, you know, it's not that big of a deal it's like you think like oh yeah like that's true and like you're kind of like rolling with this message but I think that's a detrimental way for us to look at sex now in this society for us to have that mindset of like this is just this is not as kind of impactful as it really is and that's not to say in like a negative way it's just like that's the reality you know like that is one of the most intimate ways that you can be with another person, you know? And if you're not healed, if you're not whole, it's just going to be to your detriment. And so, um, yeah, I think it was just more so, like, God kind of revealing to me, like, yeah, there's, you know, these broken parts and there's these things that we have to heal. And, like, 
you're focused on the wrong thing, you know? And sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow, especially if you're like, oh, but I've been functioning, like, I'm fine. But it's like, no, if you take a deeper look, and that's what God's job is, to really search our heart, to really know, you know, from the outside, it's like, oh, like, you're fine, like, you have a grasp on this thing, like, you're not out here walling, but it's like, just because you're not doing that, doesn't mean that there isn't some things that we need to fix and work on and even like I remember at the start of the year I did my vision board in the form of a heart and I remember just feeling like you know in this year like God is going to like work on my heart and like heal my heart so it was just like consistent with what I felt like God had already told me so I was like you know what (sighs) I guess we're gonna do it you know yeah so when you say like the society views sex in a very transactional way like mm-hmm. what do you mean by transactional as in like mm, yeah i don't know what other kind of like way to put it it's like we're just exchange it like this is just towards our benefit but it's not deeper it's like oh i give you five dollars you give me your notebook mm. and that's oh. it like it's just like this um action as opposed to like for example like me sharing a poem to you it's like oh i'm sharing a piece of myself to you when i'm you know exp- like saying this thing to mm-hmm. you like you feel like okay like wow like i'm really honored that you were uh open and honest with me for this thing like that's not a transaction as opposed to just like oh we're just like trading something that feels like it doesn't have as much value as it does you know Mm. like that's what i mean do you feel like i don't know because i'm kind of i'm thinking about how you know the message the traditional message Mm -hmm. of going to marriage and sex is like you are holding out this thing for your husband you know, it that kind of gives that transactional thing, like you said, it's like, okay, like I've kept this thing just for you. Yeah, see, I don't agree like, with that. Here messaging. it is, and then like you kept this thing also for me, and let's exchange yeah. this thing. I mean, there is a thing of like exchange of like um, openness and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know that comes along with that. Um, because you're literally sharing like the most intimate thing, you know, you kind of like can do with the person. No, that's true. So I mean, but I think the damage instead of transactional, part, like, what do you think sex should be focused on? I think the damaging part of like even the way that you just described it is like, oh, I saved this thing for you. That's not why you wait until marriage. You wait until marriage because you're honoring god you know Mm -hmm. like it's not about and that's even why like some people will wait until marriage like they they would they've never had sex and they're waiting and then they just feel like you know why is god not sending their husband if they're over here waiting until marriage it's like that's are you waiting until marriage to get a husband or are you waiting until marriage because like you love god and god asks you to do this thing you know like that's what's damaging about it and that's what makes it more transactional as opposed to like if you waited until marriage because you were fully pursuing your relationship with god then going into a relationship and in marriage and now having sex within the marriage you don't see it as like oh you know 
I kept this thing for you. You didn't keep the thing for the person. It's not for the person. It's not for each other. That's not what it was for. You yeah, know? No, like, that's the issue. I agree. I always think about the Beyonce song, um, Ring the Alarm, where she's like, don't you see all the things I kept only just for you? Like, and, like, I always think, and I'm like, clearly she's talking about her virginity. Yeah. So, and be, like, interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's like, okay, that was your choice. No, you that's know? true. That's true. But, I mean, I guess, like, I understand um, the reasoning behind, like, the way that's talked about. But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, another thing about sex that I feel like Christiane kind of could, like, you know, mm-hmm. talk about more is how sex and intimacy is supposed to kind of be an illustration of God's love with us, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that you don't di- divulge into those things. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, what happens after, you know, the marriage and the mm-hmm. wedding? You mm-hmm. know, what, what, what now, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, I think the reason why sex is so powerful and can be so damaging, you have to, you know, make sure you're ready for it. Or, mm-hmm. like, people can, like... Um, use it in an abusive way or a mm-hmm. toxic way or, or whatever the case is um, I think because it's supposed to be a reflection of kind of like God God's intimacy yeah. with us mm-hmm. um, and even the fact that like when you have sex like you're creating something I, that's literally what I was thinking you know? and it's like that thing of creation is just like mm-hmm. that's how God kind of came together and created us and mm-hmm. in that and like loving you know each other loving on each other and Mm -hmm. like i think i watched um a clip of a podcast and the man was like you know sex taught him a lot about his selfishness Mm -hmm. it taught him a lot of the things that he wasn't doing how he wasn't honoring god and it wasn't being obedient Mm -hmm. in his marriage and Mm -hmm. things like that and i think like you know, that's also so important because a long a lot of times with church and sex it's they also it also has sexist mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Right where like yeah, like a lot of sex is like a woman and pleasing her husband and like that's kind of like the rhetoric behind it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So even if it's like, okay, this whole thing with like waiting till marriage, you do it, um, but then it's like as a woman a Christian woman, you're with your husband or whatever, you're just suspected to kind of deliver on this thing. And mm-hmm. no one talks about a woman's pleasure and how, yeah. you know, you want to pleasure your wife is you actually being in obedience in accordance with the word of God. Yeah. You know, but no one talks about that. And then, you know, like the thing of, of like transactional thing. And I think the thing of it being transactional just speaks to, um, the strife that we see between the relationship of men and women Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it has to do with the transactional nature of how sex is these days Mm -hmm. you know so yeah i know that's interesting to me yeah i think it's partially because with the church everything is so extreme right Mm -hmm. so it's like okay you wait until marriage, so it's like you're sworn off of anything. <laughs> like, you know, you're not supposed to, like, see, look like... Some people, their parameters, which obviously I'm not knocking them. That's their thing. That's what helped them to wait. It's like, you know, we we didn't kiss. We didn't hold hands. We didn't, you know, all of these things, right? And then when you get to the point, it's like, okay, now it's okay to do it. 
it's just like everybody's like frozen like what to do like how to you know and instead of talking about that and talking about that transition and like okay what are some healthy things to kind of cultivate this like sex life between like you know husband and wife and like even just explain the fact that like you said sex is supposed to be pleasurable you know like if god didn't want us to be pleased then he would have just made it have to do with creating like that's it it would have just been procreating like you only have sex to create life and that's it but it's like our bodies literally feel pleasure because that's how god intended it to be you know so i think um it just has to be a balance like everything can't just be one side or the other side like it has to come together and it's the same thing with the strife between man and woman it just has to be a balance of understanding like we're coming together at the end of the day like that's that vulnerability of like both of us are in this together we're both learning each other's bodies we're both learning like you know we're exploring this is supposed to be something that's enjoyable for the both of us not just for you not just for the both of us you know and for it to be like that we have to be open and we have to be vulnerable and we have to be you know willing to not be perfect and willing to say like you know ask the person what they need and listen to what the person needs and all of those things like it just has to have that willingness but if it's already like there's a culture of church of not being vulnerable and not being honest then how is it going to translate into these like smaller pockets of things that we have to discuss too and sex being one of those things no yeah definitely i remember you know so many people being like yeah like i waited and i had sex with my husband was amazing like mm-hmm. it was just so good so good and then like one time we had like a singles dinner and then someone was like no these everybody talking about when you wait you have sex and it's just so amazing and she was like yeah i had sex and i was like that's it <laughs> <laughs> and she was like that's what i waited for like mm-hmm. This wasn't the hype that everybody, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of like inflated it to be because it's just like the expectation is like, hey, waited and I was just going to be like this amazing thing or whatever. But it's like, like you said, like people are not being vulnerable. People are not, mm-hmm. you know, actually like being real in those mm-hmm. situations to like be like, okay, like, you know, this thing is not like a, a thing to condemn and it's mm-hmm. not a thing to just like be free with and just mm-hmm. let loose it's like mm-hmm. it's a balance mm-hmm. right but like how do we make sure that we cultivate this beautiful thing mm-hmm. but still like in a disciplined way mm-hmm. and even after you mm-hmm. know you are married like how do you honor your wife in the bedroom <laughs> and how do you honor your husband in mm-hmm. the bedroom and, like those would be like such amazing topics and mm-hmm. even for younger people mm-hmm. you know so that they can see sex in a way that is positive right mm-hmm. because when you make something so bad it for they even say like in schools where they teach abstinence or they teach sex in a way where it's like you get these diseases so don't have sex and that's it you see higher rates of teen pregnancies you see higher rates of people having sex because like the thing of like you know fearing someone into something Mm -hmm. never works you Mm -hmm. know it's better for a person to just have a holistic open mind and open Mm -hmm. view and it's like it's okay to teach you know younger the younger generation that's going into dating all these things that like sex can be this amazing thing and you can you know honor each other and respect each other's bodies and do this amazing thing and have fun and create life and it is good you know like Mm -hmm. if we just like talk about that 
you know, more. (laughs) (laughs) Then people would be like, oh, yeah, like, yes, there's something to look forward to. Like, but also having a balance, like, okay, you can do this thing and it might not be so great. Like, what happens when it's not so great? Or what happens when you don't feel like you know, opening up and being intimate with people because you're afraid, mm-hmm. you know, and, but why don't we talk about those things in mm-hmm. church, like, if church is meant to be a thing of healing, because so many people have sexual scars, Yes, you know, so, how, yeah. so how do you feel like that messaging affected your relationship with sex? What, which one? What messaging? Like, the negative messaging. Um, I mean, like, for me, I was, like, a sex therapist when I was young, so, like, I... <laughs> I was like, I don't know, I was just so curious about this thing. So I would like to look up articles, I would look up things. So it was just like, okay, like they're saying all these things. Like I remember my mom even telling me like, you're only going to like it like 50% of the time. Like it's not going to be enjoyable, like it's not going to be that great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff like that would make me just be like, hmm. Let me look it up. Like, let's look up these <laughs> things. And, but I would look up people's stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what gave me a more objective view about sex is because, like, I was just so curious as a child. And I looked up people's stories of waiting till marriage mm-hmm. or being so scared of sex that once they did get into marriage, their marriage, they actually ended up divorcing because they, wow. the woman was not able to have sex because of the doctrine mm-hmm. of sex being this evil thing and her just like her body just shutting down in fear wow. even though it was her husband wow. you know and then having a sexless marriage for years you typically lead to divorce yeah <laughs> like you know so like i would read those stories and like things like that and like i think like but also just having um having negative messages but also having positive messages mm-hmm. really did help me Um, but I think, like, the most important thing is, like, sex is a relationship with yourself as well, Mm -hmm. and you have to make sure that you have a good relationship with yourself. I wish that was taught, because I I didn't know, and I think that, um, like, the negative messages definitely, uh, just made me even more curious about sex, Mm -hmm. and then it made me want to kind of, like, be different i always want to be different mm-hmm. and just be like okay well uh, like i want to be this person mm-hmm. that wants to like be open and be honest about like this struggle or this thing and see like there's redeeming you can redeem yourself from these things and mm-hmm. all that kind of things but i think i wasn't able to at a younger age just see as like what does what do my behavior say about the relationship I have with myself? Mm. You know, and then what does that say about like? And it goes to, like how I feel about myself, how I identify myself, and how mm-hmm. I love myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wish that that was more so something that was talked about as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely think that is the perfect way to start an honest conversation about like sex. In terms of like, okay, how does your relationship with sex or your behaviors in relation to sex, what does that say about how you feel about yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Yeah. I think so. And it's, it's just like, <sighs> I just wish sex was talked about more in the church. And I wish that we just had like this great conference, like mm. a sex and 
in Christ conference and like we <laughs> talked about different things yeah because it's just like it's exciting mm-hmm. you know and like it's not taboo anymore we don't mm-hmm. have to hide because God didn't hide about it like mm-hmm. you know the times where people had sex in the Bible and it was prominent it was written right there mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like something that was just so like condemned the way it is now mm-hmm. it's so weird you know and I wish it was just like less uh, like this in church when it's like half the people in church be getting down like <laughs> no really and like no, that's yeah. why now church girls are known for being freaky freaky deaky girls that is true and it's like yeah when you're being so repressed mm-hmm. you know in this area mm-hmm. and then when you just go outside you just want to let, let loose. loose and just you know <laughs> let it all out but mm-hmm. it's like if we actually like it's the church would take back control and be like let's have these honest open dialogues you know mm-hmm. and like i love that like i love that and like i did get to experience things like that in my church where like but i think that people weren't as open-minded with sex i think that was the thing like is it then it goes into like is it a sin to have be do bdsm in the bedroom and then <laughs> you would see the pastors be like mm. This is where we. This is draw the limit. We're not doing this. You know, like we're not doing this topics or whatever. And then I think it would be like, yeah. So it would be okay. Like now we're really talking about the spicy spiciness of like. So what's allowed? It like as Christians. Yo, that's a great question. And they'd be like, you know, leave the uh, the uh, matrimonial bed undefiled or whatever. Scripture they be quoting, I don't even know. I don't even think that's a scripture. Oh well, they be saying some scriptures don't marriage leave the marriage bed. Yeah, yeah, and they be trying to say like some people use that as like anything and everything is on the table. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then some people are like, no, that's not what God wants us to do. You know, but like even just like having those dialogues in church, they were hilarious to me, and mm-hmm. I kind of like liked it. Even just the thing of like, okay, so if you're waiting for marriage, like, what's the line? Like, what's the line of like? You know, towing the and I would always wonder that because I'm Me like, too. no, actually, I need. This I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I need this what information of like, what is it? You know, what are we allowed to do? Like, right. can we like do a little like cuddle, cuddle, kiss, kiss, or like, you know, um, y'all Christian girls know about the you know gyrating, the <laughs> you know like the dance. the oh, dancing, like we're making love, like Sierra said. Like you don't even say nothing know, bad. I think. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you never know, but I'm just saying, like that thing, and and I wish like people like if we had see like if we were having conversations like this in mm-hmm, church, mm-hmm. like people would be like, oh, like do you think if you're waiting till marriage, it's okay to have oral sex? Like raise your hand. Like do you mm-hmm. think that like where do you determine the line? Of, but it's like, like I think it's that's a hard conversation to have because like how would we know? Like I think. Yeah, that's hard. I don't you know. You don't know, but it's good know. to have those discussions in church and for people to feel like they can talk about those things and they're struggling with it. I mean, what I've personally learned in mm-hmm. my own walk with, like, okay, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate? And I mm-hmm. think it's, like, once you're doing things that just keep progressing mm-hmm. and they become more and more to the point where, like, you're basically, like, just having sex with, you know, you everything's off, all the clothes are off, and, you know, kind of know, like, okay, yeah, you know, I think that's what I'm learning. It's, like, you have to, like, it takes time of learning yourself mm. and knowing, like, this what's is, like, what's your boundaries, mm. you know? And then it's hard when you have a partner where, like, their boundaries are a little bit more, like, and that's why some couples do that thing of, like, we're only going to kiss or we're mm-hmm. not even going to kiss yeah. because, like, 
some people know their boundaries and it's like okay once i start kissing i know i'm gonna want to do this like no i'm gonna want to do that Mm -hmm. and whatever the case is and everyone is so different but it's better to just like you know have the spiritual leaders Mm -hmm. that you feel comfortable and opening up to and telling them like yeah like honestly i really felt tempted to have sex this week because literally we were kissing and then he fingered me and then i was like yeah like (laughs) you know what i'm saying like someone you could really do just be honest with but when you don't have those spiritual leaders that you can be honest with you're just left to guess like Mm -hmm. we're literally guessing like okay we want to wait till marriage but we also don't want to like be dating and tell the guy you can't kiss me or like mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. only kiss or you can only you know peck on the cheek in public <laughs> like you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. yeah. so no, i think true. it's all about to me it's all about like it's all, I, it comes down to honesty to me like mm-hmm. i just i just love being honest and transparent and just like having creating the atmosphere where people don't feel shamed mm. because shame is not ours to transfer on people as christians no. we often think like we want to shame people we want to we want people to feel you know some type of way and all these things for what they've done or whatever but it's like that's not our place and even mm-hmm. when you're in a place of like correction cor- being able to correct someone you don't condemn you just plainly say like oh like because i love you you know, and I see that this thing you're going, this path you're going on, I don't know if that's what God wants for you. Please pray about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we had a more so mindset of like lovingly correcting people mm-hmm. instead of shaming them and wanting them to feel isolated mm-hmm. and convicted in a bad way, then people would be able to like, we would just be able to handle these things more easily. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's like the perfect way to wrap up. Like, we shouldn't allow anybody or we shouldn't be projecting any conviction onto anybody like that's not the gospel at all that's not what we're supposed to be doing and when people feel convicted it just makes them want to be further away from god even more you know condemned condemned, not conviction yeah you're right condemned because if you feel like okay i'm already it's doomed you're just gonna continue doing whatever it is that you want to do as opposed to you feel conviction is what we're supposed to feel in the yeah. sense of like, okay, you know, you fell down. That's not what you're supposed to do, but you can get back up, you know? Like, you can get back on the right track. And, like, when we kind of, like you said, project that shame onto people, how can we be surprised that, like, people don't want to have these conversations in church? People don't. And then you go to different outlets, and then we're like, why is nobody in church? Why are people talking about sex on podcast and this and that and the third? Yeah, when it's like, yeah. if you guys were creating an environment for people to be open and honest and really have no judgment, which is really how Jesus was. Like, whoever has not sinned, cast the first stone. That's exactly. it. Exactly. Cast the first stone. But it's like, if we're able to... if the church was able to create those environments where people could be honest, bring their concerns. And you learn so much in those kind of like you situations. You, you learn do. so much. Even if you don't agree with everything that's being said, you're still learning and getting some type of perspective. And then you go home and you pray about it. And you, you know, but it builds your relationship. And I think that should be the goal now. Like, I think from this whole conversation, if we were to have like a main takeaway, it's like, we need to be more vulnerable in church to talk about any topic. And because literally sex is a fundamental part of a human existence, it should not be kept away from the church. Amen to that. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. Well, you guys let us know how you feel about sex and um, Christianity and anything that we said that resonated, you know, anything else that you feel like, oh, we should dive deeper into this or that. I feel like we touched on a lot of different things. Yeah, we did. We can make this a, a series, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really want to, but yeah. What is allowed in sex as a Christian? Yo, you know, like, <laughs> really get into this topic. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, thank you guys for joining us today, and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye. Bye.